Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Step Forth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital. It's past the time I'm allowed to say this, but what the hell. Happy New Year. It's not past the time. You can say that all the way up to, I think it's like February 13. No, January 7th is officially the time. Seven really? Days. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a rebel. I say it whenever I want. <laughs> I'm going to say Happy New Year for 2013 right now. <laughs> for 13? <laughs> wow, okay. All right, then. We are not anything for pomp and ceremony. I like it. Okay, we won't stand for it. Well, uh, yeah, I can't believe it's over. And we did, of course, our year-end show. That was fun. And uh, uh, just kind of in shock, kind of amazed. It's Friday already of the first week back. Oh, I know. And I do want to say my prediction on our last show for the uh, – uh, 2015 is dead on already. So I'm saying I'm going to nail that one. <laughs> Remind everyone what that was. I, I predicted before the, the, the first round of playoff games, I predicted Ohio State will be number one ranking in next year's preseason football pro- poll. Now they're in the national championship after beating um, Alabama and the SEC. Mm. Well, all our, our, our uh, European and Australian listeners are very, very happy for you. I'm sure. <laughs> As they should be. <laughs> I, I pretty much guarantee out of um, you know most people outside of the U.S., one of the few states almost all of them can name is Ohio. So Because it's short and easy. <laughs> <laughs> probably true. Probably easy to remember. That's true. So today we wanted to do a show that we actually talked about in the past as though we'd done it. Because we had. However, we, it, it just, yeah. We need to do it again, and we're doing it again. We're going to do it right. Say technical difficulties. Yes, that's all we'll say. Um, uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, so SEO is art. Now, do you want to describe to everyone what that means? SEO is art, and um, it's not because of one of the best books out there about SEO is called The Art of SEO. It's because art is a great acronym for the three things that really build the foundation of a good SEO program. A is authority. B, relevancy. T, B, R is relevancy. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> a, a, B, C, A, R, T, whatever. So you got A, authority, R, relevancy, and T is trust. If you have those three things, you have one of the best, most solid foundations for, for SEO you can imagine. And, and today's show, we want to talk, take each one of those and talk about some of the things that make them up. Yeah. And, and, and to start with is, well, A. <laughs> comes before B. Well, no, it's, it's how's it going, eh? So A, a. authority, A. Um, oh, that's right, you're Canadian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it was actually cute. I heard my little girl said A yesterday, and I just wanted to high five her. I was like, yes, you're three, and you're already doing it. Yes. Nice. <laughs> cute. Um, anyway, the first one is link profile. So now, I know there, it gets a little bit confusing because there's certain things that kind of cross over in, in this discussion. But link profile is absolutely key. So what does that cover? That covers anything. That covers people linking to your website, the link profile within your website. Um, also, uh, 
those links pointing to your website, what are they? Are they uh, from high quality sites, low quality sites? Are they relevant? Um, are you part of any networks you don't you're not aware of that could be harming your website? Um, it, it, it's actually a, a bit of a, a rabbit warren. There's a lot to something as simple as saying link profile because um, I know we've had a lot of discussions, but we've almost had a whole show on just link profile. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and frankly, I'm going to ask John right now to tell him, ask him to spark my memory here. What, what I'm missing. <laughs> so, so I think the difference, because a lot of people, when you talk about links, they talk about inbound links and there's a difference between just talking about inbound links and taking a look at your entire link profile. Because when you think about inbound links, you think about, you know, what's the quality of the link? What's the anchor text of the link? How many of them do you have? Um, those kind of things. But if you look at your entire link profile, you're looking at things like percentages of links coming in via images and percentages of links coming in via URLs or brand names and and, and things like that. It's, it's not just about inbound links when you're looking at the link profile. There's there's a lot, lot of pieces of that puzzle. Um, again, it's a link profile, so they're all connected to links one way or the other. But when you're looking about it or you're looking at it, don't think of it as just how many links do I have or are they good quality links? Think about the different types of links, you know, what percentage of this type of link versus this type of link do you have? Um, what, what percentage of really super high quality links versus average links do you have? If you have nothing but high quality links, that's not a natural link profile. Natural link profiles have some of everything, right? Mm-hmm. So, so if you're looking at your link pro- profile as a whole, don't just focus in on I gotta have this kind of link. I gotta have this kind of link, or I gotta have this or this. Look at the big picture when you're thinking about link profile. Yeah, and, and okay, we're talking ideally here. Only time you'd ever have to look at your link profile is if if something came up and and perhaps you you lost some rank. You're like, well, what just happened? Um, and you're digging through and you go, okay, what's our link profile like? Because really, you're not looking at it all the time because you're practicing best practices, which is to create the kind of content people want to link to. Uh, this is the stuff that just lo- naturally creates a link profile for you. Um, and one of the things he was, uh, John was mentioning there was about how things can be you know, quite different. Well, one thing could be the, of the types of links you get, some are follow, some are no follow. And we've talked about no follow before. Those are the types of links that people, uh, let's say, uh, link to your website from a charity page, but they don't want to um, look as though they're trying to influence search rankings. So they put no follows in the tag uh, of, of the link. Um, it could be also people talking about um, your website, but it's totally re- unrelated to their overall theme of their site, and they want to put a nofollow in. There's a whole number of different things that could be that nofollow is used for. The point is that they're saying they don't want to be associated with this or look like we're trying to, they're trying to game Google. Um, this is all part of a healthy link profile. So if, if you mm-hmm. – I've looked at a lot of, of – of, um, Link profiles in the past, doing audits and such, and and it's it's obvious when there's a, a, a unnatural link profile. Just like John was saying, you know, if they're all high quality, well, there's uh, that's very suspicious. If they're all uh, follow links, there's no no follow or very few. Whoa, okay, obviously they've been doing some low quality stuff here because frankly that just doesn't happen, especially these days. You're gonna, well, I don't even know what the percentage is anymore, but I mean you're, you're easily going to see about forty percent of your links are followed. If, if that, if that, um, yeah. And let's talk a little bit about why this is important to authority. I mean, this is the authority section. So 
uh, link profiles and inbound links and, and that whole thing is really tying back to um, the, the old school um, page rank and um, back when Google first launched and Larry Page said, how do we make this difference? How do we provide better quality results? And they said, well, let's look at who's linking to who and the people, the pages that are linked to the most are the most authoritative because everybody's using them as a resource. And that's why this link profile piece fits in under the authority. But what's happening today, um, as things have become more sophisticated, not just the search engines, but the internet as a whole is becoming much more diverse and much more sophisticated. First of all, the link, the, the landscape of links on the internet is shrinking. It's it's people are not creating links nearly as often as they used to. People don't share on blogs as much as they used to. A lot of that stuff's moving to social media, and and so. The engines are looking at this link profiles and looking at the landscape of links and realizing, okay, this was a great way to determine authority a few years ago. Things are changing. How do we change this to match that? And what they're doing is they're moving into a couple other things that are also helping to provide authority, which which are um, – first one we'll talk about. I just mentioned social media. So social media – References, social media engagements, that's another thing outside of your link profile when you're thinking about the authority of a website that needs to be taken into consideration. Yeah, and and, and these days, you know, I, I still get, well, we want to do link building too. Can you do link building for us? And, 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 no, 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 no. No, we'll do authority building for you. We'll help you plan your authority plan. You know, it, it's, yes, you want to create great content. You want to create the kind of things that people will actually want to link to. But you also want that content to be found socially, shared socially, engaged so socially, both on whatever platform, uh, it could be Google+, Facebook, and a public method, of course, something that the search engines mm-hmm. can see, or within your own site. Um, again, if, if Google sees that a particular article is coming up regularly, it is being shared, it is uh, garnering a lot of, of comments, <laughs> official actual non-garbage con- comments, um, <laughs> there's a certain uh, discussion happening, then that is going to add some value and it's going to look much more authentic. Um, and, well, it's not going to look authentic. It is authentic. I mean, it, mm-hmm. there, there's, that's the beauty of it. By Google integrating link profiles, um, uh, you know, your backlinks with the social, it makes it a lot more difficult to, to, to fake it. And also, uh, frankly, it increases the quality of, of your entire engagement. Now, John, what about uh, local citations? Well, I was going to say, but before we get to local citations, because local citations is a completely separate type of authority specific to local search primarily or geo-modified searches. But um, when we talk about the link profile, how it ties into the social media um, signals, I, I personally believe that, you know, there's been a debate for years in our industry about which is more important, content or links. And if you think about the two as shares of the algorithm, and, and since it's been kind of an even debate, we say 50% of the shares are links and 50% of the shares are content. I think that link share is starting to be taken, well, you know, the, the link share is starting to be eaten away by social. So today it might be, you know, uh, 45% links, 5% social, and 50% content. Two years from now, it could easily be 30% links, 20% social, and 50% content. Five years from now, it can be 40% social, 10% links, you know, 50% content. So I think that social and link pro- profile and inbound links thing is really merging, and social over time is going to take the significant um, portion of that authority-driving uh, signals. Just that's just my opinion. There's no proof behind that. I just think that's where it's going. Yeah. Well, and and also the 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 integration of mobile um, will play a big role, I think, too. I mean, this, again, this is uh, 
a certain amount of, of conjecture, but with Google pushing everything into like, uh, for example, their ability to specify websites that are now mobile friendly, they're really trying to push everyone to making sure that they can be found locally uh, on a mobile site, uh, or sorry, on a mobile uh, handheld device. And that way they can be sure that the content is is useful in that regard. And and if a, if a site has a mobile presence and has doing is doing quite well in that regard, it's probably going to have some benefit as well in terms of your overall authority. Uh, right. These are all different places, different um, mediums that are, are going to c- contribute. I mean, these are all great signals, right? It, if your yeah. site's doing really well, it's local, but it's not doing very well on mobile. Why? What's going on? Especially if it is mobile friendly, what's going on? And these are all things that can look at questions and, and, and raised flags for Google. Right. And to answer your question about local citations, you know, and how they tie into the authority piece of this puzzle is really when you're looking at local search and you're looking for geo-modified search results or mobile search results, because that's very, very, very tightly tied to local, is the citations are kind of like the authority metric for the local search. So, um, and just to be clear, a citation differs from a link. We all know what a link is. It's somebody with a, with a hypertext somehow pointing to your site. What a citation is, it's an instance of your NAP. Um, and, and in local search, NAP is an acronym for name, address, and phone number. The, those three pieces put together really identify a business in, in the, the, the eyes of the search engines. And those NAPs, whenever they appear somewhere out on the internet, not necessarily in link form, they just appear together, that's considered a citation. And just like links, you know, it's not just how many citations do you get. You want them to be relevant citations. You want them to be on authority sites, related relative sites. Very similar, um, you know, factors go into play around citations that go into play around links. So if you're already familiar with those kind of factors for good quality links, very, very similar for citations. But in this case, those things build the authority. The more of those you have, the higher quality of those you have, the more relevant citations you have, the more authority you have in your local space. Excellent. Okay. Well, let's take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about R for relevance. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. 
InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Paywin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Now, today we're talking about how SEO is art. A for authority, R for relevancy, and T for trust. These are all the facets you require to succeed online, essentially, uh, for, for in, in the search engines. So, let's get into relevancy now. Keywords versus topics. Do you want to just jump into that there? Yeah, I've actually been doing this quite a bit recently. Um, so I, I'd say probably towards the end of last year, we had a show where I basically uh, said keywords are dead. And they're not dead. They'll always be important. But the idea of targeting individual keywords is not nearly as important anymore as it was for topics. And, but, but as far as relevancy goes, um, when you think about search in general, whether it be Google, MSN, Yahoo, doesn't matter which engine we're talking about. By the way, just just to digress just a minute, the, the new rankings for search search engines came out. Google lost 4% of the market share, and Yahoo picked up 35 Just mm. to throw that out there. Mm. All, all, all because the Yahoo replaced Google and Firefox as a default search engine. But still, that's interesting. Anyway, sorry I digressed. Um, so no matter what search engine you're using, when somebody uses a search engine, they're asking a question. And when you're asking a question, the pages of your sites are the answers to those questions, but you have to be relevant. The, your pages have to be relevant to the question being asked. And you do that by understanding the, the types of words being used in the questions. Basically, are you doing looking using the keyword tools to understand which, which keywords see the most volume? But you don't want to look at targeting just those specific keywords because the questions that are being asked can vary so much. You want to target that topic. And and a good a good example came out after the uh, Hummingbird update where someone had shown some search results prior to Hummingbird and post Hummingbird. And what they did is they said, um, I'm looking for a uh, chili recipe or a chili dish. Okay, very distinct differences in those phrases. And prior to Hummingbird, they were completely different search results. I think eight out of 10 of the search results for those two phrases were completely different results in the, top, in the first page of Google. Post Hummingbird for the same two search phrases, eight out of 10 of the search results for those were exactly the same. So what that tells us is that the semantic language that, that we currently think about and talk about in search is actually being applied to results now, where something is very similar on the same topic they're going to have similar results as opposed to doing individual targeting for those two phrases. You can actually get results for those two phrases by writing content on a page that's topically oriented as opposed to having two pages that are one about recipes and one about dishes, right? Which is was very common practice for many, many years in SEOs, having tons of pages that were very similar targeting similar phrases. 
You don't have to do that anymore. And what's the other term for that? Um, uh, don't know. <laughs> semantic. <laughs> oh, uh, semantic, semantic relations. I mean, these are yeah. relate, related terms, and that's why there's so much talk about semantic indexing. <laughs> semantic. Okay. I said that earlier. I'm like, I already said semantic. He's thinking something else. He's got to know. He's trying to trick me. <laughs> well, I didn't hear you mention it. So, it's oh. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing it teaches us is that the chili dish doesn't uh, have anything to do with chili, chili and hottie. I wasn't sure about that. Uh, it doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't know. Google might be wrong there. Anyway, uh, the next part is content. Uh, so that's, you know, in terms of relevancy, obviously the content on your site has to be relevant to what you're trying to be found for. Um, and, and there are different content types, which we'll get into in a second. But at this point, just simple, the simple fact that the content of your overall theme of your website should be relevant to the phrase. Uh, and, and Google is good at that. I mean, it's again, we're talking about semantics here. It's about the meaning of the website and the content needs to match that as best as possible. And it, it can still be a very diverse site, but if it's all under the same umbrella in terms of content, that's, that's where you're going to win. Yeah. And, and I think a point, an important point to mention here is when we talk about content, we're not necessarily talking about optimizing content for a specific topic or phrase. In my opinion, the, con- the, the, the importance of content is how much of it you have and the ongoing publishing of content. Because okay? if you think about it, we talked about how um, you know, the, the people are asking questions in search and your pages are the answers. Well, the more pages you have on the website, the more content you have on your website, as long as it's not competing for the same topics and you keep adding new fresh content, you're getting more and more reach into search you're probably driving more and more traffic to your site because you have better you have more answers to answer those questions that people are asking in search exactly now when you come to content types really we're getting into media uh, we're yep. getting into the different types of content that can be considered um, in when google's doing an analysis for your site now that could be media from the points of views of, of video could be imagery uh, the holidays are doubly important this year, so make your celebrations doubly special. At Kroger, we've got a huge selection of high-quality meats on top of fresh, natural produce, like fresh, never-frozen prime-grade beef and our Simple Truth Organic Brussels sprouts, or delicious king crab legs with our private selection gourmet potatoes. Whew, had to say that doubly fast. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Images, I should say. Uh, it can be uh, audio, you know, SoundCloud, any kind of content you put on your mm-hmm. site that can be indexed. Uh, having some diversity is going to help you, especially when you consider universal search results. And those are the results yeah. you see that, that integrate everything from images to video to um, Google Places listings, to, you name it. You mm-hmm. want to make sure that uh, if you want to get the most diverse uh, footprint that you have diverse content. And, we, and Google hasn't come out and said this, but MSN did. We, we, we covered this at the end of last year. MSN actually came out with a, Bing came out with a post talking about, you know, what makes a good optimized page. They specifically said they look for pages of content that have videos, that have images, that have a variety of types of media, and that those pages do better in Bing. And I, I, Google hasn't said it outright, but I'd, I'd have to think that that's the same there, at least at some level. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, well, uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get into trust. 
SEO 101 will be back right after recess. ShipStation helps online retailers ship orders faster. It's so easy to set up and use. ShipStation gives you tools to automatically import, manage, and ship your orders in the most cost-efficient way. Save money with the best USPS rates possible, as well as a free USPS account. ShipStation integrates with all the most popular e-commerce platforms and shipping carriers. Get shipping done no matter where you sell or how you ship. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash Webmaster Radio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. All-Inclusive Marketing is the luxurious five-star resort of digital marketing. Welcome to All-Inclusive Marketing. Engage with All-Inclusive Marketing's award-winning strategists to ramp up your online profitability and brand exposure, driving new customer acquisitions, increased sales, and stronger buyer retention. Another mojito, please? All-Inclusive Marketing's full-service digital and performance marketing accommodates every brand, specializing in retail, travel, and software as a service. What a great room. The A in All-Inclusive Marketing means award-winning winning leadership, excellence and results, as well as an A rating by the Better Business Bureau. For reach, engagement and conversion, it's all Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Today we're talking about how SEO is art. A for authority, R for relevancy, and T for trust. And we're on the final segment here. Trust. <laughs> trust is interesting. And it's, it's interesting. This whole thing, this whole show is, is cool because I, I talk about this idea of SEO's art when I present a lot of times and I have a few slides. And I actually spent like a whole half a day one day making a slide about trust. I put all these graphs and all this interesting little colors. And, sh- and it was, it's, I'll show you the slide sometime. It's pretty cool. But when I pop up the slide, everybody goes, ooh, because it's all like, you know, complicated. I say, uh, basically, it comes down to one simple thing. There's good things to do 
And then there's bad things to do when it comes to how the algorithm looks at you. And trust is getting rid of the bad things and improving the good things. So, and we're talking about tactics here, SEO types of tactics, some of the old school things. (laughs) And you believe people still do this, put white text on a white background to try to hide content on a page. Those are bad signals to the search engine. Those are negative trust elements. And the the more you get rid of those and the more you improve good, the more trust you're going to have. The one caveat here is that one single bad element can outweigh almost all of your good elements. So (laughs) depending on which one it is. (laughs) It's kind of funny, you know, the white text thing. It's been so long since that was, quote unquote, you know, used on a regular basis or in. Mm -hmm. Um, It's probably like uh, clothing trends. It's going to come back. (laughs) (laughs) That would be be so scary. I tell you, the the very first conference I spoke at, like in, I think it was 2006 at SES, I I had a bunch of baseball caps made and they were white baseball caps with the letters SEO on the front in white, right? And I'd walk around, you know, and so there'd be the newbies there saying, oh, you're a white hat SEO. But the people that really understood and got it said, hey, that's black hat. They understood that that was a black hat, not a white hat. And it's funny. There's actually a picture on Flickr of Matt Cutts wearing one of those hats. I've got my hat right here. So thank you. Yes. <laughs> I look at it all the time. And I love testing people on it. I think it'd be a really good test to have during uh, interviews. Oh, yeah. What color is this hat? Yeah. <laughs> what is this hat? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to do that. That's going to be kind of evil, but I'd still do it. But 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 trust is one of those factors, you know, when it comes to SEO. That's really it's hard because there's there's things like age. You know, the, the longer your site's been around and the longer you've had your link profile clean, um, those kind of things add to your trust. And that's not something that you can really just work on. You just have to wait for those things to happen. You make sure your link profile is clean and good. And the older it gets, the stronger it's going to be because the more trust it has. So, so trust is a tricky one sometimes. It really is. Yeah. And, you know, good versus bad tactics. I mean, you, like you said, the, 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 the text, uh, white text, white background is a good example of bad. Um, there are a lot of examples of bad, though. And you can look them up online. There's a ton of different articles discussing tactics you should never use in SEO. Um, yeah. and, and I do strongly recommend that, especially if you're new to this and you've got another agency working with you or you're just dipping your toes into this whole concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, just familiar side with, familiar, familiarize yourself with this and make sure that you don't go that route. Um, and it, ta- it changes, uh, but these, there are some really, 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 really bad ones that you should know about for yeah. sure. The, the, the other one we should, we should mention just, just for people new to this is paid links. And, and it sounds like, you know, well, we know paid links are bad. We don't do paid links. But paid links is not as clear cut as you might think it is. What, what about a press release? You pay someone to do a press release and you put a link in it without a nofollow, they're hinting that that's considered paid links. If you have a guest blog post and they put the links into it and you, or you pay someone to write a post on your site, that could be considered a paid link. It's not just about you know, going out and saying, hey, I'll give you this amount of money if you put a link on your site anymore. There's other things that are that are much less clear cut that are being considered paid links these days. So you be very careful about these bad tactics because the definitions of them aren't necessarily set in stone anymore. Yeah, and even even Google, I swear, can't keep up to date their own webmaster guidelines and all these things that change. Um, there's a lot of ambiguous things uh, such as that. You know, um, uh, when I post on a any kind of SEO pl- uh, blog or anything that's not my own, I often get a no follow. But people wouldn't understand why. 
if they'd got that. And they might even be irate. Why are you no following my link? I just created this great piece of content for you. Well, it's because they don't want it to appear as uh, structured favoritism. It's you know something that's you're you're trying to influence Google. So so here's one that's a little bit technical that that I've been dealing with. So you know in news sites, one of the one of the the, the foundations of newspapers for a long time are the classified ads, right? And part of the classified ads are autos and real estate. Well, in real estate, the uh, to, the way it works today online is real estate agencies pay to have their MLS listings listed on websites. Well, if they're paying to have these listings listed on a website, and that listing also happens to contain a link back to the realtor's website, is that or is that not considered a paid link? Mm. So there's there's it gets complex and and to protect yourself you know uh, my, me as having news sites to protect to protect my news sites, you know if I'm super conservative I'm going to say yeah that's a paid link, but then if I go to my sales teams and say we're going to no follow these you can't say you know make sure you know, you tell them that this is not going to count towards them some clients are going to get mad, so it's it's a very th- tricky line to walk sometimes. They might get mad, but the fact is you're protecting them and that's that should be clear. Uh, well. Yeah, I, I agree, and and it, sometimes it takes multiple conversations to make them see that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, dear. So an, another element of trust is crawlability. Now, it's a bit of a mouthful, but essentially it's how can Google crawl your website and how easily and how efficiently and, you know, what you – know, we're also talking historically here, you know, is have there been issues with your site – um, has it been? Uh, have there been malware incidences? Um, has, you know, in other words, has it been hacked? Um, all these different things point to a certain amount of of credibility and authority. Um, in this case, trust is what we're focusing on. But right. the idea of ensuring your website from the from the day it was designed, in, implemented basic or at least basic SEO concepts is key. And so many people come to us uh, asking us to, to do SEO after a website's been designed. It has to be done during the design. Not all of it, obviously, but it, th- there are key elements to a design to make sure that it is going to be as crawlable as possible. Yeah, and, and a good example of this is is when you build a complex website, you know, an e-commerce site comes to mind. It's very, very I hate to say it, but it's common that the software that the designers build will create what we call multiple paths of navigation to the same product, right? And what happens is, um, to put it simply, if you change a single character in a URL, so if, if you change it from you know, myproduct.htm to myproduct.html, that's seen as two completely different pages to the search engines. One character changes two different pages to a search engine, right? So if a, if a complicated site has what we call multiple paths navigation to get to the same product, that product URL might be different based on the navigation. And if that happens, what that creates is duplicate content, multiple versions of the site, and you could get you could have a site with 500 pages that ends up being indexed with, you know, 4,000 pages because of all these different duplicate content issues because of the technology and the crawlability. Those kind of signals diminish your trust in the search engines. If you have 500 pages and every one of them is duplicated five times, you're going to have less trust than if you just have those straight 500 pages that are indexed properly. Yeah. Yeah, it, well, it points to a certain amount of uh, understanding and, and uh, quality. 
right? So it makes a lot mm-hmm. of sense. Now, the next part is technology and mobile. You know, let's, let's consider what, in terms of trust, are you using the latest technology? Um, are, are your, is your website mobile friendly? Um, in some cases, uh, people just having a responsive website will be enough. Sometimes, uh, you know, basic responsive. Another one might be want to be more focused on the different types of mobile handsets um, that, you know, in, in some cases, uh, particular websites are geared towards mobile, and they're going to have to go to another level. Um, it, but technology can range in a whole different uh, set of ways. It can be the, the conditional get command, uh, which John always uh, does a great way of a great description of. In fact, I'll let you do that right now, if you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> conditional get basically is when a spider comes to your site. There's a, there's a there's actually a setting on your server that so you can turn conditional get on or conditional get off. If it's turned off, every time the spider comes to the site, they will crawl that page no matter what. But if it's turned on, the first thing they will do is look at the update when the page was last updated. And if it hasn't changed since the last time they updated, the conditions have not changed, they will bypass it and go to the next page. So what that does, it really helps um, with a large site and that might not be getting all of its pages crawled. Um, it allows for deeper crawls. Um, it, it's just a good thing to help preserve um, sometimes spiders take up a ton of bandwidth on your server because they're crawling every single page. Um, check check conditional git, turn it on, and if you haven't changed a bunch of those pages, that you get that bandwidth back because the spiders are not crawling them anymore. They'll they'll crawl them, but they're not gonna they're not gonna download them and, and basically copy them as they normally do. Yeah, I mean. So, it- in retrospect, it's a bit of a mix between crawlability and technology, but the fact is it is a technology because you do have to enable it within your server. Um, mm-hmm. it, but yes, it will Im- improve crawlability as well because if, if you consider uh, Google's uh, visit to your website as having a certain crawl budget, it's probably debatable yep. whether there is a, much of one, but um, then it, it doesn't have to waste that budget on pages that it already has indexed. Uh, it's, it's, it's just a solid plan. Works really well for uh, many sites that uh, we've enabled it on, and uh, we strongly recommend it. Uh, yep. What other tech forms of technology should be worth considering? So things like Ajax and Flash. I mean, they're, they're, they're Ajax is a programming language that allows you to do dynamic calling of content um, to a page without changing the URL. If it's not used correctly, that content is not seen. So... You know that that's more of a technology thing, and and again, trust. If you have a lot of content, if you're used as a resource, you have more trust. Well, if the search engines can't see that content, they can't see that you do have a lot of content on these this site. It's it's going to undermine your trust somewhat, and that's because of the technology you used to display that content. Whether it be AJAX, um, Flash, we all know that that Flash content in Flash is is not very readable. There, there's some debate they've improved it very slightly, but if there's um, the, to me, the the line where Flash is is if there's a, a varying state in your flash file so if you can click something and it changes or it changes on its own based on anything if the flash file changes if it if it has various what we call states then it's not going to be crawlable if it's a flash file and it's one thing and it never changes i don't know why it's flash in the first place <laughs> but but if that's the case then it's possible sometimes for them to get in there read that content and even crawl links but if there's any state changes whatsoever it it becomes useless Dude, they had can- to uh, they had to update from animated flames to to 
to flash flames. It's just, it's just the way it was. Uh, well, I like the gift flames better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for all you guys that have been out there since '97 uh, or so, you'll understand. Yes. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I haven't seen that. I wish someone would make just because of the 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 coolness factor is a flash version of the dancing banana. Oh my do, god! Do you remember the dancing banana? I loved that thing. Vaguely, vaguely. I'll have to I'll have to post it up on our on our community page. <laughs> well, everyone, uh, you know, one thing actually before I, I cut off is one thing I wanted to note was uh, something that had come up recently, and that was about using tabs in your page um, to to house content. So, in, in many sites, you can click on different tabs on a particular page, especially in product sites, um, to see more information. So, let's say the specs for a particular item. Uh, uh, shipping details, et cetera, et cetera. They try and do this to condense it so you don't have to scroll the page. It's a good idea. But Google does not treat that content within those tabs uh, as, as viewable content when it's indexing. So that's hold, an example. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to have to disagree with you a little bit. Depends on the technology that creates those tags, tabs. If you're using um, the right jQuery, there's, there's a set of JavaScripts called jQuery, and some of those jQueries work very well to, to allow you to put content on tabs and have it indexed. Oh, no, I'm not talking about being indexed. It is all in, well, let's say they're all indexed. I mean, I grant that it's probably ones that aren't, but Google has said that they will not look at that and consider it when you're talking about the, the positively for the ranking. Like, it's not going to be content they're going to use. I read, I read about it, I don't know, before the Christmas holidays. Send me a link. I haven't read that, so I'm yeah. interested in reading that. Yeah. Well, I want to make sure I'm right too, but that's what I read. So um, we'll we'll bring that up again for sure. And if 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 I'm wrong, we'll bring it up in the next show. If you're right, we'll give you credit. We'll bring it up again. Either way. Yeah, I'll believe when I see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me me too. <laughs> well, hey, be- before you close, I want to recap though, because because sure. I want to make sure everybody understands. We talked about these three things, and I just want to recap them. So the the three things, authority, relevancy, and trust. If you have these three things, you have a great foundation for SEO. If you have good authority, you have good relevancy in your content, and the engines trust your site, you've got a good foundation. But all three of these things are never done. You can always improve all three of them. So these are the kind of things that when you're looking at a strategy for SEO for a client, if you look at their authority, look at their relevancy, and look at their trust, there's going to be things you can do to improve each one of those ongoing. So, so look at that. And, and you know, I personally use this as kind of the foundation of how I build a strategy for a particular client. You know, If they have great authority and not much content or relevancy, my strategy is going to focus on relevancy. If they've got a ton of content but nobody knows about them because they don't have any authority, then my strategy is going to wrap around the authority. So if you think about these three things as your foundation from an SEO, just remember that all of them can always be improved. Yeah, very well said. And, and one thing we do um, – to sort of account for this is when we're working with a new client, we conduct an audit that covers all of those bases. Um, you know, take about eight hours, but they're, they're extremely in depth. But you, we have to ascertain the level of each of those, and and it, what we come out of that with is a plan and how to implement that. And then we talk about an authority building plan. What is it that you're going to require now that your site is baseline? It's 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 being cleaned up. There's no issues with authority, relevance, trust, at least in terms of what you can see. You know, the links that are pointing to the site that are perhaps garbage have been disavowed, et cetera, et cetera. You're cleaning things up. What is it going to take to build the authority to another level so that you can then compete? Uh, and, you know, that's, that's all part of the planning. 
So cool. Well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Google Plus community page, easily found by searching SEO 101 on Google Plus. And, uh, well, uh, there's a lot of questions on there. In fact, I think we missed getting to a couple of them this week, so we'll have to look at that next week. But uh, Nice. I love uh, questions. Yes, yes. So keep them coming, and hopefully we can it'd be great if we could get a whole show of just questions. Very cool. Yeah. Well, have a great week, everyone. And remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, every Wednesday on webmasterradio.fm. Have a great week. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. You should be saving for the future, but savings accounts suck and investing can be scary. We combine the ease of savings with the real returns of investing. We call it Save Vesting, and it's only available in our new app, Stairs. Stairs offers 4 to 6% returns, no fees, and you can withdraw anytime. Do your future a favor. Visit stairsapp.com today.